Hello. Hey, you. Look at you tuning in to the We Don't Want to Grow Up podcast again. We're so glad you're here. Thank you. <laughs> I'm Stacy, And I'm Pete. But you probably already know that. But if not. Now you do. Nice to meet you. Yeah. <laughs> so we usually like to start our podcast off with talking about, like we call it a weekend review, where sometimes we'll talk about what's been going on on our social media pages, what we've watched lately, things like that. Some exciting stuff going on. I thought I would tell you that I have recently been re-watching The Real World. Now, we still watch The Challenge. We do. So I still always feel a sense of connection to it, even though they no longer do The Real World. But I watched every season of The Real World. Aside from Real World, San Diego, the one that had like Brad and Cam and... Zach? No. I thought Zach was on San Diego, was he not? I think that was the second time around San Diego. Oh, okay. You know, they do some cities more than once because they run out of all the major cities. (laughs) Um, I don't believe that one is on Paramount Plus for me to binge. It's hit or miss what's on there. Yeah, very random. But I decided to go with season 15, which was Philadelphia. It aired 2004, 2005. Flip, 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 (laughs) Philadelphia. Mostly because Karamo is on that, and you may know Karamo from Queer Eye. Mm -hmm. I remembered that Karamo was on The Real World, but I didn't remember much of anything about it. So I was like, let me rewatch this. Did you watch this? Like, did you know, like, because Landon and MJ and some of them have done Challenge. Did you recognize them? No, no. I had stopped watching The Real World by this point. Okay. So this cast, it had Landon, Willie, who played Hector on Ghost Rider, by the way, which was a PBS show that ran from 92 to 95. It always gets a big response whenever I post yeah. on Ghost Rider. Okay. It was one that I missed. I don't know if I was a little too old for it. Like Probably. It was kind of like middle school, high school. So I didn't put that connection together until now. Anyway, it had Sarah, MJ, Karamo, Melanie, and Shavonda. It's so funny, the ones that I did not remember at all. And I'm like, well, I definitely watched, you know, I don't know how many episodes there are, but probably 10 to 15 episodes of these people. Yeah. And I, I mean, when I see them, they kind of look familiar. But like, if I had just looked at a list, I'd be like, who? Like, I have no idea. Which ones? Which ones did I not remember? Yeah. Uh, mostly Sarah and Melanie. Okay. But the others, I think all did challenge at some point. So this isn't a Sarah from the challenge. No, different Sarah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it was, I have to say, I'm not done with it, by the way, but it was a bit shocking to see that even in 2004, this was MJ's first experience as really being around anyone different than him, you know, and this is still like pre, I guess it's pre-social media. It's not pre-internet. Though. Right, right. So it's a little different than Julie from season one, but he is essentially the Julie. Yeah. Right. He's Southern. He's pretty sheltered. And I'm no shade to Southern because I'm Southern, but he's not quite as likable as Julie, I would say. Are we talking about MJ with like the blonde curly hair? Yes. Okay. All right. Now, I like MJ now, Mm -hmm. but when I look back on it, I'm like, whoa, Mm. it's a little, it's a bit much. (laughs) And I guess I just felt, I felt a little sad that, you know, this was 12 years after that original season aired. And even though like we have progressed as far as like what we were seeing of the world on TV and the internet and everything at that point, that there were still people who were really uncomfortable and upset about people that were different than them. 
whether I mean, I mean, and I know that that still happens today. <laughs> yeah. I know. I know. I'm just saying it's it's just sad when you look at it like that, because it really is like a social experiment. The show. It so, is. You know. I feel like it like dipped for a little bit. Right. Where things felt like they got a little bit more inclusive and then wham. Well, then pe- people got mad about things back. being inclusive. They yeah. still get mad about it. But, you know, whether it be race, sexual orientation, how they dressed, like there was a lot of slut shaming going on, how they spent their money. There was this whole argument because one girl was talking badly about another girl who paid $150 for a pair of jeans and she had had a boob job. She so was, she was getting shamed for that? Yes. Like she was really bothered by this. <laughs> It was just wild to see. But what I do love about the real world or what I did love about the real world is that nine times out of 10, those people who are kind of like a fish out of water Mm -hmm. usually have their minds opened. They see the world differently than they did when they first got there. And I think that's a success. It is a success. I guess we don't know yet with MJ. I feel like we know he eventually gets there, I think, anyways. Yeah, from what I've seen. I mean, I I don't know. You don't get as much of them when they're on like challenge all stars. Right. As far as like personal beliefs. But at least as far as how he presents himself and the things he says, it feels like he has definitely grown up and evolved. Yeah, which is good. But I feel like he even evolved just from the little bit that I've watched on the show. Like he's already learning. So it's pretty cool. That is cool. Something else, though, that I thought was really great is how they would sit around reading magazines because they couldn't watch TV, which was fun to see, because at least like they had that. They could get on the computer and look things up and stuff, but they couldn't like chat. Well, they but they could call people. Okay, it was different than like Big Brother because they could have communication with the outside world. Yeah, I guess they didn't want the television there, probably just because they'd be pretty boring. Yes. Sitting there watching a TV show and from a rights perspective. Yeah, I think that's that's really the big part of it. It's like they can't have stuff going on in the background TV wise or music wise. Yeah. But I don't know if that was also part of the social experiment. Like what will people talk about if they don't have the distraction of TV? Yeah. And music. I don't know. I mean, I think music would just be about rights. Yeah. Versus television. You know, people will be a bit more boring with the TV on. Mm -hmm. Big Brother, they will because we are big Big Brother fans. And by the way, very upset that it's not coming on in the summer this year. Yes. They're saving it for fall because, well, August. But in my mind, that's fall because that's when people go back to school. And I'm assuming, I mean, it's like a couple months long show. So it'll be going and probably close to Christmas. Yeah, absolutely. I think they were trying to get in front of the writer's strike. And now I think the actors have struck as well. A lot of them are standing with them. No, but I thought I saw like SAG because Fran Drescher is like the president of SAG. I thought she announced that they're going to strike as well. Oh. Well, I looked it up. So they have agreed to strike if their contract talks don't go the way that they want it. So it could be both groups on strike. Well, I mean, reality TV will... (laughs) <laughs> be there to catch those of us that enjoy it. Yes. Maybe some people who have never dipped their toe into reality TV will have to. Although Maybe. there's so many things you can binge these days. Right, exactly. But also, it'll be interesting to see if any normally scheduled reality TV shows don't show up. Because they had writers. Because <laughs> they <laughs> They're had like writers. exposed. <laughs> <laughs> well, like Big Brother, they need writers for like what Julie's going to say. And in the games and stuff, though, too. Yeah. They, I mean, they have, I'm sure the, well, they don't write it. But they write what Julie says, like what the instructions of the game are. Yeah. I guess we'll see. I know. I thought they were just pushing it because whoever, studios, whatever, knew that there wouldn't be any new TV in the fall like there normally yeah. is. 
So that's what I, why I not use a show that is on three days a week? Right. And you fill up that time slot for 60% of your, your yeah. normal watching And week. then do Love Island the other. Mm-hmm. Love Island's on six days a week. It is. That's I don't understand why they haven't brought UK Love Island to the US. Well, it's on Hulu. Yeah, but with a delay. Like, why can't I we know. get it live? It's just, I guess maybe they don't want people voting, but it's like, okay, put it on a three-hour delay or a one-day delay. We get like 12 or 14-day delay. It's ridiculous. Agreed. But anyway, what I was going to say is because we are Big Brother super fans, I guess you'd say, in that we are probably not the superest of the super. No. But we do like to have the live feeds on in the background. We do. Like during the day. We're big fans. We're just not the biggest We're fans. not like glued to the TV during live feeds, but we do like to have it on. It's fun. It is fun. Our summer feels a little weird without it. It does. I have to say, even though it's not technically summer for like 11 more days, but 10 more days <laughs> as of this recording. <laughs> But what I was going to say is on the live feeds, if anyone just randomly like breaks out into song, as you do, they immediately cut the feeds and go to like where they show us like a pet shelter, where they show cute puppies and kitties, or they'll show like a fish tank. The old days was a fish tank. It was. And then like they get reprimanded by Big Brother. (laughs) Charlie, don't sing any songs. (laughs) Have no fun. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) But anyway, it did kind of make me miss, though. I mean, obviously, I love magazines. I've been recollecting my magazines. And by the way, if you have any old magazines laying around and you don't want them anymore, hit me up because I might be interested. That's right. (laughs) I've had a lot of people actually reach out lately, even today, saying, hey, I have these. Do you want them? And they've been so great because, like, I'll be like, can I pay for shipping? Or And they're just like, nope, just tell me where to send. Oh, that's great. I love it. Yeah. But anyway, I did miss that feeling of being a teenager and like part of a way that I would just spend my relaxing time was reading a magazine. Really? Yeah. From cover to cover. I would do that mainly on trips. I definitely, that's one thing I still do at the airport. I always buy at least one magazine at yeah. the airport. But that was before you could have Wi-Fi on planes. Now you can have that. So you still look at your phone. You can, except there is like a 10 minute gap from where they tell you to turn it <laughs> off and then they turn the Wi-Fi on. Right. You got to have something to fill that 10 minute gap of time. You do. So I've switched from <laughs> magazines to syncing shows. Syncing shows. Yeah, like on Netflix or any of the major apps, you can download the episode and have it synced onto your phone so you can synced. watch it offline. I <laughs> Sync, like in sync. I thought you were meaning like the like kitchen, kitchen synced sink it or like the Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> wah, wah. Wah, wah. <laughs> I was like, you mean like shows that are getting canceled? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> this is the time I'm going to watch the really bad shows that are getting canceled. <laughs> Just kidding. There's lots of great shows that get canceled all the time. There are. My so-called life. (laughs) We're still talking about it. Every time I post anything, my so-called life, that is the most common comments that I get. Bring it back. Can't believe it was only one season. Well, bring it back already. Speaking of my so-called life, we just released a my so-called life episode last week. And I shared the dance scene of Ricky and Delia and Cinta Moses, who plays Delia, commented. And I want to tell you what she said because it was really cute. And I'm going to look it up. She said, one of my favorite moments, too, and with my favorite dance partner. Oh, so sweet. Very sweet. I'm sure she's listening. Thank you, Cinta. <laughs> Thanks, Cinta. <laughs> 
All right. So this was not an ad, but if you're, it's wild how something that you wouldn't think would feel that old, like 2004, 2005 to me, doesn't feel like that should be that old. Right. But when you watch it, it is like, what, like the fashion, the mindset, just everything. It's like, it really does. I mean, I know that it's almost 20 years ago. Yeah. But it's like two decades now. That doesn't feel as far. I mean, I know it's not as far as the 90s or the 80s, but it just to me, I guess because I, I was an adult. Yeah. In 2005, right? I was 25 years old. So to me, I feel like that should all be the same. <laughs> yeah, but you think about like in 2005, how foreign and far away did the 80s seem? I know. It's wild. It is. All right. Well, you know what time it is. It's show and tell time. Amy, come to the front of the class. Amy was born in 1986. Favorite 80s movie, The Wiz. Favorite 80s song. Fast car. So I remember when we were driving, driving in your car. Speed so fast, it felt like I was drunk. City lights day out before us, and your arm felt like strapped around my shoulder. And I Favorite 90s movie. We got some more here. Singles, Clueless, Reality Bites, Can't Hardly Wait, and Empire Records. Oh, that is a good list. That is right up your alley. I agree with all of these. <laughs> all of the above. Favorite 90s songs. Too many to even say. Still my fave genre and the only thing I listen to. So she didn't actually give us any songs. That's okay. She's pretty much saying all of them. All of them. <laughs> By the way, when we say all of them, was that from like our first episode when I said all of them? Like that? Um, it was close to the It was beginning. early. Yeah, very early. Because it was one that we like had to listen to a lot, I think. I feel like it was the first one. Might have been. Was, now, was it from the show? Nowadays, I don't really go back and, and listen to our episodes. Yeah. But in the early days, I would just to like make sure we sounded okay. I mean, I do have to listen to them, obviously, when I edit them. Yeah. I listen to them. Yeah. I feel like it was an early on where I said, all of them. All of them. Sick reference, bro. <laughs> Sick reference and you don't even know what it's from. But you know it's from yourself. <laughs> What's that quote from me? That quote that I said? All right. Favorite 80s or 90s show, Alvin and the Chipmunks, Dawson's Creek, and Felicity. Man, Amy and I, we should be friends. Simpatico. Favorite toy. I was obsessed with my Little Mermaid pillow that I still sleep with and have, and anything Playmobil. Favorite books. Anything Judy Bloom and Where the Sidewalk Ends. Speaking of Judy Bloom, I have not yet seen the movie Are You There, God? It's me, Margaret, but I really want to see it. Amy, have you seen it? Let me know. Favorite game, Candyland, Hand Games, and Broken Telephone. Oh, I wonder what Broken Telephone is. I don't know. Hand Games, I think, are like the, you know, I did one with my friends and we would be like, aggravation, aggravation, or like Miss Mary, Mac, Mac, Mac. You'd be slapping hands and yeah. stuff? Okay, yeah. You know those? Um, I mean, I, I've seen them. I don't uh, know them. What about the McDonald's one? Big Mac filet of fish, quarter pound of fridge fry, icy cola milkshake, something something, and apple pie. You deserve a break today at McDonald's. Toot toot, hug hug, mm, ah, something like that. Don't know it. <laughs> I probably couldn't play those games because I can see myself now slapping my friends in the face <laughs> every time I do it. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad I don't know that. I know I just want to teach it to you, but, well, I know you wouldn't slap me in the face. You're right. I wouldn't. <laughs> now, I wouldn't. But, I mean, when I was eight, I might. 
places that Amy loved to go in the mall. Loved the, is that the IT store or the IT store? One of the two. I've never heard of it. It's IT, uppercase IT. So it's either the IT store or the IT store. I would go with the IT store. I'll have to look it up. Hallmark for Beanie Babies. Ooh. I like it. And then anything else that Amy would like to add? She says, I still collect and listen to my CDs and tapes. My friends and I, over COVID, had rewatched weekly Zooms for Dawson's Creek, Felicity, Buffy, and currently doing My So-Called Life. Ah, perfect. Amy, if you're listening, you should check out our My So-Called Life recaps as we're rewatching it too. So Amy also runs a camp-inspired Instagram called Camp Moms, where she makes camp-inspired clothing and jewelry and posts anything camp and 90s related. So check that out. That's fun. Yeah, that is fun. Camp Moms. Speaking of camp, I do have in my mind that we're going to watch some camp movies for the podcast this summer. Oh, yeah? But we got to get on it. We're going to run out of summer because we still have a lot on the docket. Didn't we just watch a camp movie? We quote unquote watched it. We half watched it. <laughs> it was on, I would say. Yes. But we, and we'll mention it whenever we get around to that topic. One other thing, too. She still has and sleeps with her little mermaid pillow. I love it. From the 80s or early 90s. Yeah. How durable is that thing? I mean, she's still sleeping with it. Very I, well do, I would like to know how like worn out it is. Yeah. I feel like we need a picture. Yeah. I have my baby blanket that I slept with through my 20s. And then I finally stopped because I was afraid I was going to totally destroy it. Though it's in a bag in the closet. I need to check on it. We should vacuum seal it. Yeah, Yeah. we should vacuum seal it. (laughs) Well, thank you, Amy. Thank you. Great show and tell. Yes. You may return to your seat. (laughs) And if you would like to participate in our show and tell, you can send us an email at we don't want to grow up pod at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram at we don't want to grow up pod. We're on TikTok at we don't want to grow up. We're on Facebook at we don't want to grow up podcast. We also have a super secret special Facebook group called the Cozy Club dash fans of we don't want to grow up. All you have to do is answer a few fun, nostalgic questions and agree to the group rules and our amazing mod Joanna will approve you. And if you would like to support the podcast and gain access to over 60 bonus episodes, you can come to patreon.com slash we don't want to grow up. Yes, we now have three tiers. We have our $4 tier, which is what's been there all along. It's access to everything, all of our bonus episodes. Our $3 tier gives you access to all of our game shows, trivia, things like that that we do over there. And our $2 tier gives you access to the short and sweet episodes, the Dear Diaries, the Middle School Notes, the Teen Magazine excerpts. We added some extra tiers because we know we're not putting out as much material on our regular podcast, and it helps us a lot when you come over there, so... Come check it out. Yeah, we have a good time. And last but certainly not least, we have merch. If you would like to sport a We Don't Want to Grow Up shirt, hat... Apron. Phone case. Stickers. Almost anything that you could imagine, come to... We-don't-wanna-grow-up.myspreadshop.com and keep your eyes out for some new merch coming soon. Got some great ideas. So many ideas. <laughs> All right, so what are we covering this week? Well, we're doing something that we haven't done in a, a while. Yeah. Where we pick a certain person. A movie star. A movie star, an actor or actress to talk about our favorite movies of theirs. 
In this episode, we are talking all about Drew Barrymore, or should I say Drew Barrymore's movies? Yes. (laughs) We're not really talking about (laughs) Drew in particular. So we're going to be doing a collective top 10 on this. I don't think we've ever done that before. If we have, I've forgotten about it. Yes. But yeah, we decided we've been rewatching just kind of some of them intensely watching and some more like in the background just to kind of remember. Right. And we've we pretty much agree on the order of this list. Yeah. I would say there's a few. Maybe I would have a little higher. Maybe you would have a little lower. But overall, I think it's a good list. Now, before you listen and you might get angry because you disagree or because our favorite is not your favorite. I guess that's the same thing as disagreeing. (laughs) It is. Just know that these are our faves. And we are aware that there are so many more that we are not mentioning or that we aren't as familiar with. I want to get familiar with them. So this list is a top 10 list. We're going from the bottom to the top. We do have two HMs. We're going to do HMs first or leaving it till the end? HMs first. All right. You want to tell them our first? Yes, I do. Now we're coming out swinging, right? That these are HMs because I feel like what you were talking about before, at least one of these would have been a little higher on your list, but... Our first HM from 1984, she plays Charlie McGee, Firestarter. Firestarter, I watched as a kid, and it scared the s*** of me. Same here. Now, re-watching it, first of all, it's kind of boring. It is. There's a lot that's really drawn out that you're just like, get to the good stuff. Right. Like, uh, could she light something on fire, please? (laughs) But also, it is very much like Stranger Things without the good stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Like, she's 11. Her dad in the movie is Hopper. She's got the same situation. There's no, you know, her mom was killed. And, you know, I mean, it's not identical. But then they've got these people coming after them. Not a perfect movie, but still very memorable. When I think about 80s movies with Drew, this one is probably number two in my mind behind another one that we'll talk about here very shortly. Yeah. (laughs) It's funny because I think that I was afraid that I was somehow going to be able to start fires. Yeah. And not want to. Did you try? No, because I was too afraid it would happen. Oh, okay. I I overestimated my powers. powers. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was very powerful. I needed to be careful. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And our second HM honorable mention, if we didn't say before what that stands for, if you're new here, is from the year 1992. She played the character of Ivy in Poison Ivy. Now, Poison Ivy... <laughs> actually had to look it up because in my mind somewhere, I really believed that it was a made-for-TV movie, that it was like a movie of the week. You know, one of those that's like, no one would tell, or... Oh, it came from under the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's the one with the cheerleader one? Death of a cheerleader. You know, like, <laughs> I don't know why I had it on that. I think it's because it does have those vibes. Like, the music is kind of the same. Yeah. And what happens, I don't know. It just feels that way. Either way, though, I loved it. I was I was intrigued by it. Right. But also, it felt naughty and wrong to watch, which it totally was. I shouldn't have been watching it. I mean, I was 12, so whatever. But it was something else. It was, right? And, like, I watched it back in the day. It was fine. But rewatching it, I just don't get it. (laughs) (laughs) What don't you get? The story just doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. I I can't follow it. Sarah Gilbert is, like, Ivy befriends 
Sarah yeah. Gilbert and kind of I basically takes over her life. She tries to, if she's got a, a sick mom, Tom Skerritt is her dad. And spoiler alert, she kills the mom, seduces the dad, you know, and basically just wants to take over. Yeah, I get all that. But there's like no basis for it. It's like, why is all of a sudden Ivy like part of their family? She kind of made everyone fall in love with her in the family. But they didn't establish it. It's like just all of a sudden they were. They were in love with her and she's living there and like that's okay. Even the dog. Even the dog loves her. I don't know. It's (laughs) awful. It's very interesting. If you haven't watched it, check it out. Do check it It out. It does have some sweet saxophone. It does. (laughs) The drama in it. Like those dramatic moments. I mean, there's a lot of curtains blowing. Oh, yes. In the wind. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. On to the main list. Number 10 from 1994. She played Lily Laronette, Bad Girls. She is. I mean, she's stunning anyway, but I think she is really beautiful in this. She is. I love her hair. Her hair is like bleach blonde, like no roots at all and just full of curls it's really long she's always wearing it in these intricate ways and i'm well i guess it's not that intricate but still i'm like how did these ladies get these perfect curls when it was the wild west i don't think they would have if they were out on the trail like these girls were right like i'm sure they could improvise with things but like they were like rough and tough but yet their hair always looked great perfect Her hair looked amazing in this. It was a great cast. It was a really, actually a really good movie. It was. I enjoyed it. I hadn't seen it since it came out, I think. So, and I'm normally, I hate Westerns. You do. Because I mentioned that maybe we could watch Young Guns and Young Guns 2. And I, will, uh, I don't, I'll I don't watch know. watch them. To me, those that's a different level because it has actors in it that I like and know. For me, it's like my dad used to watch the old Out, spaghetti Outlaw, Westerns. Josie Wells. Yeah. Who's the other one? The other one that he loved. The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. I mean, he loved all of those. $2 more or something, I think. <laughs> I can't all remember. All the Clint Eastwood ones. Ah, I know, but it was... Oh. Fistful of dollars. What was the one that was his favorite? I can't think of it right now. Hold on. Yeah. All right. I just called my mom. And Pete actually found it on the list Like as I was in the middle of calling. He said, Shane. And I'm like, yep, that's it. That's that the one the I was one? trying to think of. I don't know if I've ever seen Shane. Oh, we should have a big binge of 50s Westerns and 60s, too. (laughs) Listen, I'll watch that one in honor of my dad. Maybe we can watch it on Father's Day. But what about the Clint Eastwood trilogy? (laughs) You can watch it. Oh, all right. I'll watch it. (laughs) Okay. Without you. That's okay. All right. Back on track. Back on track. All right. Number nine on our list from the year 2000. In the year 2000. (laughs) In the year 2000. (laughs) (laughs) You got to keep going. She played Dylan Sanders in Charlie's Angels. Also in Charlie's Angels Full Throttle in 2003. We did not watch that one, but I did love Charlie's Angels. That's a fun movie. It is. It's very early 2000s, right? Where it's stylized action with wire work and ridiculous special effects, but it's fun. It's very bright and vibrant. It is. And it's fun to see Drew playing a badass character. Yeah. You know, it's it actually I feel like she doesn't get enough credit for her acting because she really does pull off playing this badass character. But yet we've also seen her being this totally nerdy, meek person in some of the rom-coms and 
I will say that nobody makes me feel more sad than a sad Drew Barrymore. It's the worst. Her cry, upset voice. I don't know. It just, it gets me. She made me cry the other day just on her show. I know. (laughs) I was going to say, watch her show. She does it probably every day. (laughs) (laughs) Next one up from 1995, my graduation year. She played Casey Roberts in Mad Love. This movie, it's one that you actually weren't around when I rewatched it the other day. I mostly loved, well, I loved it because I thought, first of all, she looks adorable in her little short, it's like prime 1995 Drew. Her outfits are adorable in this movie, but also Chris O'Donnell. I mean, that's really what sold me on this movie. That was like at the height of my crush on Chris O'Donnell. (laughs) (laughs) He was so cute. Reprising their, you know, co-starring roles from Batman Forever. Right. Wait, what year was Batman Forever? 1995. Oh, I wonder which one they filmed first. I don't know. I do not know. Interesting. Yeah, but that movie is, I don't even know how to describe it. Like some of it's hard to watch. It's a bit all over the place. It's emotional. It's heavy. But I don't know. As a 15-year-old, I dug it. I have no idea what it's about. (laughs) We should go watch it. Yes. When we're done. Yeah. Should have watched it before this episode. We should have. (laughs) Well, I did. (laughs) All right. Next on the list from 2001, she played Beverly D'Onofrio. D'Onofrio. No. (laughs) In Riding in Cars with Boys, this movie. We just rewatched this one, I think, last weekend. We did. And this is an emotional movie. It's tough. It is. And then it was extra emotional for me because it struck a chord I did not remember. And as soon as it happened, I remembered. They show Drew when she's young, or Beverly when she's young, in the car with her dad. And they're riding around and looking at Christmas lights. And all I have to do is dream by the Everly Brothers is playing on the radio and they're singing together and it's their song. It is. Father, daughter, it's their song. And that is a song that will always make me think of my dad, who has, if you don't know, has passed away. Uh, He passed away in 2015. But that was a song he loved. He loved the Everly Brothers. And he used to play that song on his guitar and sing. Even at our wedding, I had a little table set up with pictures and stuff of my dad and things that reminded me of my dad. His guitar was there. We had a little sign that said, whenever I want you, all I have to do is dream. You know, just a little section at our wedding. Yeah. Or it was like in the where we had our reception. What I didn't remember is how the end of the movie, it's like full circle. She's back in the car with her dad. And that freaking song comes on. Yeah, it gotcha. Oh, my God. Talk about some ugly crying. I'm crying now. Okay. I had to give you a hug. (laughs) Yeah, it was it was rough. I was just like, really? Because the thing is, is when I saw that movie and I saw that movie in the theater, I was like, oh, that's my song with my dad. But my dad was still around then. So while it was special, it wasn't like heartbreaking. Yeah. You know, so. That was that was a rough moment. And the movie is emotional anyway. So then you add that on top of it. Yeah, it was a lot. It was. But that was a a unique character for Drew to play a woman that was maybe not as likable as a lot of her characters. Like she's very flawed. She is. Um, I feel like that's a a challenging character overall. Mm hmm. And she had to play like the teenage version of herself where she's like 15 from Brittany Murphy to rest in peace. They had this great friendship. Sarah Gilbert again. Mm -hmm. But it was interesting because it it felt real, right? Yes. Like that's what somebody might act like in her same situation. Yeah. You get 
pregnant when you're 15. And especially back then when it was like a lot less common for something like that to happen. Yeah. And then just, yeah, following along with her journey with her baby daddy, played by Steve Zahn. Mm Mm-hmm. And her son. And then her relationship with her son. And then, like, the little boy who played their kid was adorable. Yes. And then when he grows up, he's the guy from Coyote Ugly. I can never remember <laughs> his the actor's name. We just looked it up. It's Adam Garcia. Adam Garcia. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so this is a movie I think you need to be in the right headspace for. You do, but it's worthwhile to go check it out again. If either you've never seen it or it's been a while. Yes. All right. This is a controversial one. It is. It is. It's from 1996. Another Casey, this time Casey Becker, Scream. You should have heard our debate. Like, I had this list here, and we sat down before we recorded to decide the order. And I initially had Scream as number two. Mm -hmm. We moved it down because these other movies we love so much. If we're basing it on the movie itself... I think Scream would be higher. We both love Scream. Yes, it would be. And not at all to downplay that opening scene of that movie. It's awesome. The impact that Drew had on that. And the fact that we've covered Scream. If you haven't listened to that episode, you should go find it. It was a good time. And Scream 2 we covered as well. We did. But knowing that Drew had the opportunity to play Sydney and she chose the role of Casey. She did. And I think that's perfect. I think it's amazing. What I also think is really funny is how, in my mind, Drew should be older than all of those people in that movie. Right. Guess what? She is not. No. She's actually younger than most of them. Yeah. But I think it's because Drew has been in our lives almost the whole time. And these other people, most of them, aside from like Courtney Cox, were kind of new people in our lives. Right. Like new actors on the scene. I mean, you might have known some of them. I mean, you knew who Nev Campbell was. She was on Party of Five, but it hadn't been on that long at that point. And she hadn't been in movies. Right. She became a bigger star. Like, The Craft came out that same year. Yeah. And then this came out. And, of course, you know, that took off. (laughs) Yes, it did. (laughs) To say the least. But... I think, overall, it was too short of a part to beat some of the other ones on this list. Right. But I love, first of all, that movie, like you said, and I love her opening scene. It's awesome. I mean, that scene has to be on some list as one of the best horror opening scenes ever. Oh, absolutely. And she just, she's so good. Like her talking to Ghostface, what's your favorite scary movie, her playing with a knife, the popcorn, the cordless phone. Like, oh, it's all so good. Her turning on the lights to see Steve out there, her running around. And then, you know, of course, we see her sadly meet her demise. Yes, she did. But that hair, that little bob with the bangs. Sounds like a Kid Rock song. (laughs) (laughs) Bob with the bangs. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I'm going to make a shirt. I'm going to make a shirt that just has the the outline of her hair that says Bob with the bangs. (laughs) And then on the back it's going to go, Kid Rock! (laughs) All right, next on our list, we're getting to our top five. From 1998, she played Julia Sullivan in The Wedding Singer. Nearly Julia Gulia. That's what I was about to say. (laughs) It's such a cute movie. It is. I mean, it's funny. It's sweet. It's got it all, especially for a 1998 Adam Sandler joint. (laughs) Right. And set in the 80s. Set in the 80s. I like that she has very subtle 80s hair. It's just normal hair. Right. I mean, it goes to show like some people actually did just have normal hair in the 80s. Not everybody had the big perm with the big bangs and everything. Absolutely true. 
you know, Adam's got his curly. Curly mullet. Curly mullet. (laughs) I would say we were just talking about this in our last episode about how they did the 80s. How would you rank their version of the 80s? I really liked their version of the 80s. Yeah. I think we gave Hot Tub Time Machine a seven. I actually think maybe it should have been a little lower. I agree when you put it up against some other stuff. Yeah, I feel like this is probably an eight, maybe a nine. Like, I feel like it's pretty good. It's pretty spot on. It's pretty good. Some of it looks a little cheesy, but I think for the most part, they did a good job. They did. And overall, it's a really cute rom-com. And you get Adam Sandler singing, I want to grow old with you on the plane. And everybody, including Billy Idol, going after Glenn (laughs) and locking him in the bathroom. It's such a good scene. It is. I love it. And her character, Julia, is the sweetest. She is. Very likable. You're definitely rooting for her. The whole time. Yep. Okay, number four from 1998. She played Danielle de Barbarac in Ever After, A Cinderella Story. Ah, this movie. I love it so much. If I was making the list, I would have it higher. Would you? Yeah. Uh, Although it's hard because the rest of the list is great. But this movie is just, it's so romantic. I'm not huge on period pieces, but this one I feel was done really well. It was a brand new way of looking at the Cinderella story where she is not a damsel in distress. Right. She's pretty badass. She is. But she's also very, very sweet and kind. And the cast is incredible in this movie. And that just breathe moment is, it gives me chills. Is that with the wings? Yes. That's what I remember most about this movie. The wings. Yeah. And that's the way that I want to enter a crowded room always. Yeah. I should always remind myself to do that before I enter a room because I have social anxiety. So I get really nervous around big groups of people. Right. So I should just remind myself I should do the just breathe and imagine that I'm wearing big fairy wings and jewels on my face and (laughs) everything will be perfect. Is this where you got the inspiration for your fairy outfit with the wings? No, that was Tinkerbell. Oh, I was being Tinkerbell. All right. (laughs) (laughs) You're talking about in college? Yes. Yeah, I was Tinkerbell. Okay. Although that would have been right around the- Same time. Same time. It was in 1998, actually, in the fall. This is what actually got me into watching the Drew Barrymore show. While I've seen continuous clips from it since it's been on, I've never actually watched it. I don't watch talk shows anymore. Right. Not because I don't want to. I just don't ever watch anything live. Well, actually, I take it back. I do watch Watch What Happens Live. Live. <laughs> Not always live, though. Only live after like Vanderpump Rules. Right. Maybe Summer House. They only get us on some of those. Yeah. I usually save those up to binge when I'm like cooking or something. Yeah. But yeah, I'm just not one that gets up in the morning and puts on a talk show. And I haven't done that in like 20 years. But I finally set it to record because I saw that they were doing an Ever After reunion. Yes. She had Melanie Linsky and Megan Dodds, who played her stepsisters, her evil stepsisters. (laughs) (laughs) Although Jacqueline, Melanie's character, was not evil. She was a good person. She She was. was. She was a goodie. And then they had Doug Ray Scott. He came in on a Zoom call. I think he was out of the country. So, yeah, yeah, they they, Drew had like on a didn't she have on like a pretty intricate dress or something? She put the dress on with the wings. Okay, yeah. They did like the just breathe moment. And Melanie and Megan came out in their costumes from the movie. (laughs) It was amazing. And like Drew was trying to sit down with the wings on. (laughs) Uh, I loved it so much. They did their hair the same way. It was pretty magical. I love that movie. The end. The end. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Next on the list, number three from 2004, she played Lucy Whitmore in 51st 
updates. I love this movie. It's such a fun ride. It is. It's kind of like a different take on like Groundhog Day. Right. Except she's not actually reliving the same day in reality, but in her mind she is. She is, yeah. Another one. I mean, she looks beautiful in all of her movies. I just feel like she looks really gorgeous in this one. She does. Like her hair is really on point in this movie. It's long and wavy and blonde. and It feels like beach hair. Yeah. And they're in Hawaii. Yeah. So it's perfect. Again, another Drew and Adam combo. Yep. It's a good pairing. I will say it's funny because like you wouldn't expect him to be like the leading man in a rom-com. You wouldn't. But I think that's what made these so unique for the time. Yeah. Is that you wouldn't expect him to be in those. They were really great. They were. And, you know, there's some humor in it that's kind of silly, like the stuff with the walrus and things like that. But it's still good. I love Jocko. I know. Jocko's great. I'm not saying that they shouldn't have had Jocko. I'm just saying it's a little cheesy. It is. But also, Sean Astin in this movie, hilarious. Yes. What I think is so funny, have you seen that there was like a meme going around saying how people today just found out that this guy showing Sean Astin in Stranger Things is also this guy showing him in Fifty First Dates. And then they're like, excuse me, he's Mikey. Yeah. And Goonies. Like, get it right. Right. (laughs) Like you're missing a whole decade. And I am not downplaying his role in 51st Dates. No. At all. He's hilarious. And it's unexpected, right? From what we've seen him in, you wouldn't expect him to play a character like that. You wouldn't. He's always trying to work out the funniest thing. I know this is about Drew. (laughs) It like always pisses me off when he plays Doug, by the way. But when... Henry, Adam Sandler's character, is about to sail away, and he was given a case of, like, Breezy's Cups and Spam. Yeah. And Doug's just like, I want that. (laughs) (laughs) And he's the one that brought it to him from someone else. And then Henry's just like, okay, man. (laughs) Here here you go. (laughs) (laughs) It's such a small moment, but I love it. Yeah. Also, of course, those movies, you know, when you have Rob Schneider in there, always playing the most ridiculous characters. It's amazing. Yeah. He's somebody native to the island, I believe. Right. Right, He's got all those kids. Yes. The people that work in the restaurant where or the diner where Lucy goes every day. Yeah. Just a lot of lovable characters in that movie. And I think it's fun. Like, like you said, it's kind of like Groundhog Day. You know, I love like a time travel type thing. It's not a time travel, but in her head, it is. I like seeing how Henry pursues her every day because he's in love with her. Yeah. He has to like make her fall in love with him every day. Every day. Just so he can spend time with her. Seems Uh. exhausting. (laughs) <laughs> it does, but it's so sweet. It and is I think very he, sweet. he would I mean, well, obviously he would do that forever because eventually they have a daughter together. They do. Yeah. They show what their routine is going to be every day for the rest of their lives. They do. We need like a thousand first dates sequel. <laughs> right. <laughs> And they did another movie together called Blended, which I tried to rewatch the other day and couldn't really get into it. I've seen it once. Maybe I should try to watch it again. But they've been talking because he's been on her show recently. He was on with like Jennifer Aniston because, you know, she does a lot of movies with him now. Yeah. They're talking about doing another one. I'd be there for it. Me too. Okay, we've got our top two getting towards the end of the list here. 1999. She played Josie Geller in Never Been Kissed. I'm not Josie Grossie anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Love that movie. I do too. And when I was talking about Sad Drew getting to me, when her prom date from back in the day hits her in the face with that egg and she starts crying, it makes me so sad and upset. It's so believable. It is. The way she just crumbles in her front yard. Yeah. Oh. Oh. 
Another very sweet character. We see her going from like kind of mousy, plain, not much going on in her life to having to pretend like she's a high school student. And then those kids like also bullying her. Yeah. You know, and thankfully her brother, played by David Arquette, who she also dated at some point. (laughs) But, you know, he had to come in and save the day and make her cool to everyone, you know, to show everyone how easily manipulated high schoolers can be. As they can be, right? Listen, we were dumb. (laughs) Yes, we've all been there. And of course, she has these feelings for her teacher. Her teacher obviously has feelings for her, too, thinking that she is a student. And this is 1999, so it was kind of before the large uptick in this happening for real. Uh, It happened before this. It definitely did. But as far as like how much it was reported, how much people went to jail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it it like really ramped up for a time. Right. Because there was a situation like this in my high school, but they got married. Did they really? Yeah. And then like he was still a teacher at the school and then their son did the same thing. Did the same thing? Their son graduated with my sister and then he was a teacher at my school when I was in high school. And it was so weird for me because I knew him from 10 years prior when he was at my house hanging out with my sister. Yeah. Now he's my teacher and everybody's like drooling because he was very good looking. All of my friends were drooling over how hot he was. (laughs) And he, yeah, things happened that with you year guys? with some of my friends, or at least one of my friends that I know of for sure. But then he ended up marrying someone younger than us like a couple of years later after we left. Wow. Yeah. I don't know if they're still together or not. I don't know that you can put that out there. Why? People. That was illegal. Well, she was 18. So you were a senior. Yeah, we were seniors. Okay. So she could have been 18. She was 18. Okay. Nice save. <laughs> what are they going to do now, like 25 years later? Lock them up. They would not. <laughs> Listen, it was pretty well. Well, I, I guess that part wasn't wasn't well known. But Listen, you know, back talk. in my day, we were too mature for that. We didn't do anything like that. Oh, okay. In the mid 90s. <laughs> A whole three years before. You you kids in the late 90s. (laughs) We were wild. Promiscuous. We're who uh, Nelly Furtado wrote that song about. Yeah. Promiscuous girl. And uh, Timbaland. I blew your mind with this movie. Do you remember? How did you blow my mind? I knew a quote from this movie. That it was like so obscure. obscure. Wieners. (laughs) We got fresh hot wieners here. (laughs) Play the clip. Wieners. You had said the quote earlier, and I was thinking, what is that from? It sounds familiar. What is it from? And then the movie went on, and then the guy said it, and I was like, oh my God, that was from this movie? (laughs) I'm like, I didn't know you knew this movie so well to know such an obscure reference. I mean, I don't know this movie that well, but for some reason, that line stuck with me. The (laughs) delivery, it just, I don't know, it cracked me up, and I love hot dogs. (laughs) (laughs) Makes me want a hot dog real bad. Real bad. And the movie obviously ends up, she confesses, the teacher's upset with her, and then she writes this article and asks him to meet her on the pitcher's mound at this baseball game at a certain time. And he finally shows up. He's a little late. He is a little late. The crowd is all there. They're pumped. What I didn't understand was, as it's counting down from like 10, everybody's like, cheering it 10 9 it's just like you all see that he's not here you idiots (laughs) they're like counting down like thinking something really exciting is going to happen at one i'm like no you should be getting more and more sad the closer you get to one yeah exactly (laughs) like they're they're acting like it's new year's eve (laughs) 
This is the opposite. Uh, but it's great that he's late because then when he walks in, you know, oh. it's like a there he is and everybody Ooh. goes nuts. And then he goes and he kisses her and it's wonderful. It and is. Now she has been kissed. She has been kissed. That's another one I'd like a sequel to, you know. She had that cast on as well. I know Michael Vartan, David Arquette. I'm not sure who else would have been there. Molly Shannon, maybe? Yeah. Oh, another fun fact about this movie. A couple weeks ago, I shared a performance of, in my mind, pop sensation, one hit wonder, Jeremy Jordan. It's the right kind of love. It's the right kind of night. You're the right kind of girl. I loved that song. I remember them playing it on Beverly Hills 90210. He performed it on the Mickey Mouse Club. Like, it was on the radio. He kind of reminded me of like a Joey Lawrence type, like when he came out with his music. He was cute. I never really saw anything from him again, so I thought. And then it was pointed out to me that Jeremy Jordan from the early 90s plays Guy Perkins in Never Been Kissed. I always thought this was Lucky from General Hospital. He kind of looks like Jonathan Jackson. He does. That's who I thought this was. But it's not him. It's freaking Jeremy Jordan. I watched it even like knowing it and I've known it once I was reminded of it. I was like, I feel like I did know that, but I totally forgot. He doesn't really look the same, but I had heard that maybe he had had a rough go of it in that in-between time. Oh, really? So maybe that was why he looked different. He still looked cute. He just looked different. And then we were like binging random movies that weekend and we put on Biodome out of nowhere. (laughs) Who's in that movie? Jeremy Jordan. (laughs) Couldn't get away from the guy. (laughs) It's the law of attraction. I don't know. If you didn't know, now you know. You're welcome. (laughs) These are gifts that keep on giving. (laughs) By the way, all of these movies I would like to cover individually at some point. All of these? All of them. To quote myself. (laughs) (laughs) The top 10 or our HMs as well? Oh, I mean, Poison Ivy. Poison Ivy. I just, I can't with that one. I can't. It makes no sense. I figured you'd like it. I mean, listen, well, the sex parts suck because she's underage and Tom Skerritt. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. True. Just get out of here. <laughs> get out of here with that made for TV, <laughs> not made for TV movie. Stop blowing the damn curtains. <laughs> <laughs> so many curtains blowing in the wind everywhere. Tattoos, convertibles. <laughs> And speaking of covering movies, this is one we recently have covered from 1982. She played Gertie. It's E.T., The Extraterrestrial. What a great movie. If you listen to that episode, you know we sobbed through most of it. We did. Drew as Gertie. Get out of here. What a debut. Oh. I just watched her show when she had Steven Spielberg on. Yeah. And I cried (laughs) very early in the morning. So I must have been tired. Must have been. But her emotion when talking to him, I mean, you can tell he really, really means a lot to her. I need to watch it. I know I'll cry as well. You will. I could cry just thinking about it. (laughs) I mean, from that scream when she sees E.T. for the first time. Yeah, to all of the stories about her with E.T. behind the scenes, but then also her with the rest of the cast, like all the stories that they tell about her. I don't know. It's just amazing. And as if the movie didn't already make us cry enough, seeing Drew Barrymore as Gertie crying. Yeah. Oh, it's just too much. It's too much, but it's perfect. So go check out our coverage of E.T. for an in-depth view of what we think about the movie. Yes. 
but know that it is the top, the very tippy top of our Drew Barrymore list. It is. And I know some of you are probably screaming at your phones because we didn't mention certain movies. I will say Boys on the Side is one that I had up there. It's one that I remember watching, but I did not get around to rewatching it. So I didn't feel like I could list it without it being fresh in my brain to talk about it. So that's one that I need to rewatch. I know that there are some sad moments in it. There's also some really great moments. I always confuse riding cars with boys with boys on the side. I don't know the difference between the two of them. Just the word boys. Boys. Getcha. I'll have to come back with my thoughts on that one. Let's give them the full list of ones we considered but aren't on our top 10 list. So we have Home Fries, Fever Pitch, which I have seen, but again, it's been a long time. Been a while. and Jimmy. Yep. Duplex, and he's just not that into you. Which I actually, I love he's just not that into you. I own that DVD. But again, there are so many people in that movie, and the role is so small that I just didn't feel like the character stood out enough for me to put it on this list. Agreed. Music and lyrics with Hugh Grant. I actually think I haven't seen it, which is so wild to me, because it came out like when I would have been going to all the rom-coms. But if I've seen it, I blocked it out. And then, of course, you mentioned before Batman Forever. We have Babes in Toyland. That's like a Christmassy movie. Keanu Reeves is in it. Quite young, but I have never seen it. I've shared clips of it on our social media pages and it usually gets a big reaction. So a lot of people love it. So they might be mad that we didn't list it, but we just, you can't put a movie on a list that you've never seen. Exactly. And we have a finite amount of time. Right. Each one of these movies is two hours long, essentially. Another one, Irreconcilable Differences. That's one I've never watched. That's one of her first movies, too. Yeah. She's young in that. She plays a Casey in that as well. Look at that. Three on this list. And one that was actually a made-for-TV movie, The Amy Fisher Story in 92. Did you watch all the Amy Fisher, Joey Buttafuoco stuff? Oh, yeah. Enthralled back in the day. Yeah. Did you see Drew's portrayal of Amy? I did. Yeah, I remember watching them and feeling like, ooh, you got to compare them. Right. But now I don't really, I was so, I mean, 12, I don't really remember, but I would like to rewatch those too. We might have to go back and check it out. Yeah. Listen, but what I have learned since being on this Drew kick is that I really do love her. Ditto. And I think truly as a human being, just based on what I've seen on social media and her show, that she is still an incredible person. Yeah, absolutely. I want to be her friend. (laughs) But anyway, this is great. I don't know what I'm going to do to not have any Drew movies to watch anymore. Well, obviously, there's still a lot I could watch. We got a lot left. (laughs) We hope you enjoyed and we hope you're not too mad if we didn't pick your faves. And don't forget to tell people to listen to the podcast. That's right. If you love it. Yeah. Please pass it on. Spread the word. We'll see you all later. Bye. (laughs) And if you don't like it. Go make your own podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Cut that. Cut that. (laughs) All I want to do is grow old with you. I'll let you in on a little secret. Yeah. She's not. (laughs) (laughs) Stop blowing the damn curtains. (laughs) (laughs) So many curtains blowing in the wind everywhere. And Tom Skerritt. (laughs) Oh, tattoos, convertibles. You just totally missed that. What? I was blowing Tom's (laughs) 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 Sorry.